What's up, guys? Thank and you for having me on. No problem. We also got Lizzie behind the scenes. Hey! Easy, easy. <laughs> quiet down back there. Quiet on the set. Uh, we always, we used to say like behind the glass. We actually have no glass, but Lizzie's behind the uh, behind the scenes here, taking the live calls. Good Hopefully, afternoon. you guys want to chat with us. Yeah. Good afternoon. If you're listening afterwards on a replay, we're doing a noon show today. Uh, got some stuff I got to do tonight. And I felt like doing a noon show, so thanks yeah. for watching. 631-388-5195 is the number to call. If you want to talk about the Mets, maybe some MMA, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, the Mets, whatever, pretty much whatever. If you guys want to talk, we're here to listen. Last week we had, well, actually two weeks ago now, we had uh, our boy Jim Brewer join us. If you haven't seen that yet, rewind, watch the replay, maybe listen on the podcast side of things. Uh, we had a fun organic chat, and the, and the cool thing about it was I was telling Chris here, we had a whole list of notes of things to talk about, and we got to none of it cause, just because, like, Jim and I were kind of just gelling and having fun. So maybe we'll kind of have that same chemistry here in a second when we get into uh, what you do besides being a Mets fan. But um, it's usually bad luck to cheers water, but let's, let's get a cheers going really let's quick, start this thing off. I don't even – do you drink? Do you drink? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I drink. Uh, not when, you, when you're training, though? No, not so much when I'm training just because it doesn't cheers, really – Cheers, Lizzie. Cheers. Doesn't really vibe with trying to make weight and then trying to fight a 15 minute fight. It, you know. I couldn't even picture it, man. I can't run for like a minute. I don't know how you could fight for as long as you do. Uh, for those that don't know, Chris is in the MMA. Do you say in the MMA? You're an MMA fighter. Yeah, I say that I uh, I fight uh, professional mixed martial arts. Yeah. Or when people start getting confused on me, I'm like, uh, Do you know UFC? Yeah. <laughs> you watch UFC? You ever see UFC? And then sometimes they'll be like, Just get a little closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know UFC. I'm like, I do that. Yeah. <laughs> I fight. I beat people up for a living. Yeah. So uh, you know, I started following you. I think maybe last year on Twitter. You know, I saw that you were. Uh, a Mets fan, you were engaging a lot with the Seven Line account, and then when we put out the call for co-hosts, I think you tweet something like, I'm going to try for this or something, and I was waiting. I was like, oh, I don't see it yet. It was like a week or two went by. You were obviously busy. You were training for a fight in Chicago, yeah. and uh, you had ended up sending the video, and you know, it's it's... You're I think, here. I think I tweeted out a, a GIF, you say? Right? Yeah, GIF, 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 GIF of, uh, from Napoleon Dynamite when, when the the woman is uh, there selling uh, something at the house, and it's like a ship in a bottle, and she looks at her husband, and she's like, I want that. Oh, no, that's from Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, I thought you, yeah. said, I thought you, said, uh, I thought you said something else. I, yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I sent you that. And, uh, no, that was the, it was the Tupperware scene. Yeah, the Tupperware. Yeah, scene. yeah, he's like yeah. trying to sell her Tupperware, and like, yeah, 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 she totally wanted like the the thirteen piece set from Uncle Rico, you know, throwing bombs over the mountains over there. But uh, yeah, no, so you're here, and uh, ended up working out where we're we're both available this day, and I know you're kind of right around the block as far as what you do, like you train out here, right? Yeah, this works out perfect. Um, I, so I have a, a gym that's within a Gold's Gym in Islip which is right off uh, Southern State, right on uh, off Spur as well. And then uh, uh, a lot of my training gets done in Farmingdale. We have another larger location where a lot of the fighters condense mm -hmm. from Nassau County, Suffolk County. We meet up there probably three, four times a week, and we get after it over there big time. Yeah, I, it's, I'm just kind of fascinated with the whole thing. I've only been in a couple scuffles. I've never knocked someone out in my life. We're going to get to that in a little bit. Uh, I've knocked myself out riding BMX, but I've never actually been hit and, like, you know, KO'd you on have. the floor. Yeah, yeah, twice. Oh. Uh, saw stars. Everything went black for a little bit. I wasn't actually, like, snoring, but it was a little scary moment. I wear a helmet now, but uh, I got a, a few more responsibilities these days. But, um, yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. But let's talk about last night's game. I know you said you caught the highlights. I was watching on my couch. Of course – uh, DeGrom got no run support yet again. And look at this stat from our buddy, Michael Barron. He tweeted last night after the game, 
Jacob DeGrom now has 10 no decisions this year, and uh, he's given up 10 runs total in, then, in those 10 no decisions, which is unbelievable. How does this guy get no run support? I have absolutely no idea. But, I mean, it's not just him. The Mets are just not scoring at all. And, um, you know, it just seems like it's par for the course these days. If that guy's on the mound, you probably know they're not going to be scoring runs. And the Mets actually tweet something last night, like another DeGrom gem. And, like, you read the comments from, like, what the Mets write. Oh, yeah. And obviously they're going to get fucking thrashed. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, but you guys can't Great. score. So it's like, you know, another DeGrom gem, like, you know, what else is new? Like, just, it's expected. But it's also expected they're not going to score runs. So it's like, you know, he, to his credit, after the fact, when he talks to the, pr- to the press, he does usually say the right things. He doesn't throw his teammates under the bus. He and does. Um, who was it? Frazier. Frazier was on with Boomer and Geo this week, which is actually a rare thing because once the Mets left the fan, Mets can't go on there. Or maybe there's like a, I don't know if there's a gag order from the Mets or if WFN, since they're a Yankees thing now, they can't have Mets players on. But for whatever reason, he was on the other day. And Frazier said to Boomer and Geo that – he went up to the ground. He's like, listen, you can get in these guys' faces. Like, you're doing your job. We're not. No one's going to take it personal if you, you know, tell them, step it up, yeah. score some freaking runs, get your head out of your ass, you know? And he doesn't do it. So, you know, the guy's a leader. Obviously, he's the only all-star. I'm rocking the jersey right now. Shout out to Majestic. If you haven't picked yours up now, maybe hit up um, hit up the website, um, MLBshop.com, wherever, wherever you so can pick dope. jerseys up. The only thing I don't like about it is, obviously, it's representative of where they're playing. So it looks like I'm rocking a national like jersey. Nationals. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's got the you know all the national flair, the D.C. flair on there. Obviously, it's red. If you're listening afterwards, it's, it's whatever. Go Google it. But uh, it's my thing now to pick up the jersey each summer of whoever made the All-Star game. Maybe one day I'll frame them, hang them up in a – in a row, I, I want to open a bar one day, so maybe that'll be like the oh, plan. Yeah, that would be sick. So I don't know, whatever. Perfect so I decor. I skipped the the Grom jersey when they were in I think Cincinnati or wherever it was a few years ago in 2015. Yeah, 2015 I skipped it. So now I'm getting my Degrom jersey now. But um, anyway, back to Nimmo. Last night after the game, he was talking to uh, to Gelbs. Listen to this. <laughs> First walk off home run. What's that like? Uh, unbelievable. I mean. Thank you, fans, for staying. Thank you, guys. I know things aren't going the way you want, but thank you for still coming and supporting us. Brandon, yesterday you struck out against Leiter. Came up aggressive first pitch swinging. What were you looking for in that spot? Just a good pitch to hit. Just like I always. So basically, he just goes on and talk about you know his performance. But uh, the Mets, whatever, pretty much whatever. If you guys want to talk, we're here to listen. Last week we had, well, actually two weeks ago now, we had uh, our boy Jim Brewer join us. If you haven't seen that yet, rewind, watch the replay, maybe listen on the podcast side of things. Uh, we had a fun organic chat, and the, and the cool thing about it was, I was telling Chris here. We had a whole list of notes of things to talk about, and we got to none of it cause, just because, like, Jim and I were kind of just gelling and having fun. So maybe we'll kind of have that same chemistry here in a second when we get into uh, what you do besides being a Mets fan. But um, it's usually bad luck to cheers water, but let's let's get a cheers going really let's quick, start this thing off. I don't even – do you drink? Do you drink? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I drink. Uh, not when you're, when you're training, though? No, not so much when I'm training just because it doesn't really – Cheers, Lizzie. Cheers. 
Cheers. Doesn't really vibe with trying to make weight and then trying to fight a 15-minute fight. Uh, I couldn't even picture it, man. I can't run for like a minute. I don't know how you can fight for as long as you do. Uh, for those that don't know, Chris is in the MMA. Do you say in the MMA? You're an MMA fighter. Yeah, I say that I, uh, I fight uh, professional mixed martial arts, yeah. Or when people start getting confused on me, I'm like, uh, do you know UFC? Yeah. <laughs> You've watched UFC? You ever see UFC? And then sometimes they'll be like, Just get a little yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know UFC. I'm like, I do that. Yeah, <laughs> I fight. I beat people up for a living. Yeah, so uh, you know, I started following you. I think maybe last year on Twitter. You know, I saw that you were uh, a Mets fan. You were engaging a lot with the Seven Line account. And then when we put out the call for co-hosts, I think you tweet something like, "I'm going to try for this" or something. And I was waiting. I was like, "Oh, I don't see it yet." It was like a week or two went by. You were obviously busy. You were training for a fight in Chicago. Yeah. And uh, you had ended up sending the video, and you know, it's it's. You're here. I think I tweeted out a, a GIF, you say? Right? Yeah, GIF, 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 GIF of uh, from Napoleon Dynamite when when the the woman is uh, they're selling uh, something at the house and it's like a ship in a bottle and she looks at her husband and she's like I want that. Oh no, that's from Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, I thought you yeah. said I thought you said uh, I think you said something else. I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think I sent you that. And uh, no, that was the, it was the Tupperware scene. Yeah, the Tupperware. Yeah, scene. yeah. He's like yeah. trying to sell her Tupperware, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She totally wanted like the the thirteen piece set from Uncle Rico, you know, throwing bombs over the mountains over there. But uh, yeah, no. So you're here, and uh, ended up working out where we're we're both available this day. And I know you're kind of right around the block as far as what you do, like you train out here, right? Yeah, this works out perfect. Um, I, so I have a, a gym that's within a Gold's Gym in Islip, which is right off uh, Southern State, right on uh, off Spur as well, and then. Uh, uh, a lot of my training gets done in Farmingdale. We have another larger location where a lot of the fighters condense mm -hmm. from Nassau County, Suffolk County. We meet up there probably three, four times a week, and we get after it over there big time. Yeah, I, it's, I'm just kind of fascinated with the whole thing. I've only been in a couple scuffles. I've never knocked someone out in my life. We're going to get to that in a little bit. Uh, I've knocked myself out riding BMX, but I've never actually been hit and, like, you know, KO'd yeah, on the floor. Yeah, yeah, twice. Oh. Uh, saw stars. Everything went black for a little bit. I wasn't actually, like, snoring. But it was a little scary moment. I wear a helmet now, but uh, I got a, a few more responsibilities these days. But, um, yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. But let's talk about last night's game. I know you said you caught the highlights. I was watching on my couch. Of course, uh, DeGrom got no run support yet again. And look at this stat from our buddy Michael Barron. He tweeted last night after the game, Jacob DeGrom now has 10 no decisions this year. And uh, he's given up 10 runs total in, then, in those 10 no decisions, which is Unbelievable. How does this guy get no run support? I have absolutely no idea. I mean, it's not just him. The Mets are just not scoring at all. And, um, you know, it just seems like it's par for the course these days. If that guy's on the mound, you probably know they're not going to be scoring runs. And the Mets actually tweet something last night, like another DeGrom gem. And, like, you read the comments from, like, what the Mets write. Oh, yeah. And obviously they're going to get fucking thrashed. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, but you guys can't Crazy. score. So it's like, you know, another DeGrom gem, like, you know, what else is new? Like, just, it's expected, but it's also expected they're not going to score runs. So it's like, you know, he, he, to his credit, after the fact, when he talks to the, pr to the press, he does usually say the right things. He doesn't throw his teammates under the bus. He and, does. Um, who was it? Frazier. Frazier was on with Boomer and Geo this week, which is actually a rare thing because once the Mets left the fan, Mets can't go on there. Or maybe there's like a, I don't know if there's a gag order from the Mets or if WFN, since they're a Yankees thing now, they can't have Mets players on. But for whatever reason, he was on the other day. And Frazier said to Boomer and Geo that he went up to the ground. He's like, listen, you can get in these guys' faces. Like, you're doing your job. We're not. No one's going to take it personal if you 
you know, tell him, step it up, yeah. score some freaking runs, get your head out of your ass, you know? And he doesn't do it. So, you know, the guy's a leader. Obviously, he's the only all-star. I'm rocking the jersey right now. Shout out to Majestic. If you haven't picked yours up now, maybe hit up um, hit up the website, um, MLBshop.com, wherever, wherever so you can pick dope. jerseys up. The only thing I don't like about it is, obviously, it's representative of where they're playing. So it looks like I'm rocking a national like jersey. Nationals. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's got the you know all the national flair, the D.C. flair on there. Obviously, it's red. If you're listening afterwards, it's, it's whatever. Go Google it. But uh, it's my thing now to pick up the jersey each summer of whoever made the All-Star game. Maybe one day I'll frame them, hang them up in a – in a row, I, I want to open a bar one day, so maybe that'll be like the oh, plan. Yeah, that would be sick. So I don't know, whatever. Perfect so I, I skipped the the Grom jersey when they were in, I think Cincinnati or wherever it was a few years ago in 2015. Yeah, 2015, I skipped it. So now I'm getting my Degrom jersey now. But um, anyway, back to Nimmo. Last night after the game, he was talking to uh, to Gelbs. Listen to this. First walk off home run. What's that like? Uh, unbelievable. I mean. Thank you, fans, for staying. Thank you, guys. I know things aren't going the way you want, but thank you for still coming and supporting us. Brandon, yesterday you struck out against Leiter. Came up aggressive first pitch swinging. What were you looking for in that spot? Just a good pitch to hit. Um, just like I always... So basically he just goes on and talk about, you know, his performance. But who... I've never ever in the all of my years watching baseball have seen a guy that can carry himself in such a positive uh way when the team around him is playing like such shit it's and you know i feel like it's just not in his nature like we we talked to him during the off season at, at qbc actually it's a, a gathering of mets fans every off season and this year it was at catching astoria and he sat down with us for orange blue thing and i actually said to him like something about hustle like you know what makes you hustle the way you do? And he's like, I'm genuinely happy to play the sport. And, like, I've been taught to play everything I do at 110%. And, like, he's just genuinely like that. It's not an act. It's not a front. Isn't that refreshing to hear from, from a pro ball player? It's right? it, it's refreshing to hear from, like, anyone. Anyone. To yeah. be honest. Yeah. yeah. That he's not just in it for obviously he's getting paid but like not really what he's going to be getting paid if he keeps this up but so far he's getting peanuts next to what he's yeah peanuts is right what yeah. he's worth you know but anyway what's he on league minimum right now i don't know what he's getting paid this year Probably. you know 400 grand or whatever it is which is still yeah. great but you know when you think yeah, about how much money it. people get paid but uh you know i said last night i was partially joking obviously he's not gonna be the captain after half a year yeah, so but that. throw the c on this guy's chest he's he's such a leader uh, and everything you want in a, in a player on your team. And if there was 25 Nimmo's on your team, you'd never lose. Oh, that would just be amazing. It, he he brightens up my mood just just watching him smile, just watching him hustle, even though things aren't going well this and That's season. what he said. Oh, well, that's what I was getting at. I've never heard a guy start their interview with not even answering the question from Gelbs, just uh, put your hands up and address the crowd like you're, uh, you know, at a pulpit, you know, or like yeah. at, you're the mayor of of uh, City Field, you know, thanking the fans. And that's so refreshing because that's actually not the first time he's done that. Um, in Colorado, after we were in Phoenix, he, you know, he gave a shout out to the seven line, but that's besides the point. He said something about 
the question was, what's it like to see this many Mets fans on the road in Colorado? And he said, you know, it's it's refreshing and, and exciting that so many fans are still in their corner when things aren't going well. And that was weeks ago. And obviously things have been went even worse up until now. And he's still thinking the fans first. And if there's no fans, there's no money, there's no players, there's no team. And the fans, you know, even in your sport, uh, if the fans don't show up, the fans don't buy pay-per-views, they don't watch on Facebook Live, they don't come out to the arenas, you're not getting paid. The league is out of business, and you're back doing whatever else makes you happy. It's going to all be over quick. I, one of the things about him is he's one of the only people that know what's going on this season and are willing to actually publicly address it. He stood there right away. He's like, I, I know that you guys aren't having the, the season that you wanted us to have. Things aren't going the way, but thank you for being here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's him like to, the second to, time he, d he did that. Yeah, like, I just said that. Yeah. Were you not paying attention yeah. to the second no. time? No. I wasn't in the room, sorry. When I was, we are going to get to Nancy in a second on the line, but, um, you know, <laughs> someone wrote on Twitter, one of the beat writers, like, uh-oh, Jay Horowitz is going to tell him to not throw the team under the bus. And, you know, I said to Jim Brewer last time that he was out here, you know, or maybe it was, maybe it was Trevor, I don't know. I said recently, if I'm an owner of a business and things aren't going the right way, you own a business as well. Yep. Uh, if things aren't going the right way, you got to address your fans. you got to talk to the fans. And there's nothing wrong with, if you don't like the Wilpons, that's fine. But they do own the team. And if I was the owner of the team right now, I'd put myself out there and say th exactly what Nimmo said last night. And people might put the pitchforks away and be like, you know what, they do care. Um, That's all I ask. And, like, if you see me on Twitter or a lot of the people that follow me, I, I do get really passionate and I will get very negative at times. It's, it's not because I – it's because I care and it's, it means so much to me. And I just want them to show me that they care right, too. Right, right. If they just stood in front of a mic for just five minutes and explained, hey, listen, this is why we attack things this way and this is what we're going to try to change, it would – what Nimmo did in 20 seconds, if they just did that for a few minutes, it would make the whole fan base feel so much better like they were with us on this thing. I agree 100%. You know, like the way I market the seven line, we talked about it before we went live. Uh, no one takes things serious when it's run by someone who you think is a phony or a fake. And the way I run this is like the other night I was out at the ballpark on Monday. Um, I used to do this a lot. I would walk around with business cards that had a gift card code on it, and like the 20th person I saw that was wearing something at night, I would walk up to them and be like, here you go, next shirt's free, or whatever. Little things like that go so far, and as a business owner, you've got to do, do, do stuff like that. You can't just be like, oh, the grand bobblehead, everyone's going to come. Like, no, you've got to come out. and and for the shin guard. Oh, yeah, the <laughs> shin guard. Oh, my God. You know, I wrote something about that online. It's like, who is dying to get this? I saw Like, that. it's the most useless giveaway I've ever seen. I think like, I retweeted it. You know, look like at what we got here. Like, little tchotchkes we got on set. Bobbleheads, whatever. Mr. Met awesome. here. Little random-ass stuff that you're going to actually display. Is anyone displaying a shin guard? <laughs> Just going to... You know, it, it, to a it, it was the here. weirdest thing I've ever seen. Uh, That's for fouling the ball <laughs> off your leg, right? Yeah, and um, one of my one of my girlfriends on on uh, not sexually. One of my girl, <laughs> one of my friends that's a girl plays kickball, and she's like, "Oh, I used to play kickball." I'm like, "Who the fuck needs pads to play kickball?" Oh, anyway, uh, girls, <laughs> let's get to the lines. We have Nancy in Uniondale. What's up, Nancy? This year? <laughs> got this. And by the way, just to touch base on the shin guard, I wore mine and my husband's like the whole day, 
and I actually do have them up with my Met collection. No way. They just, I, I'm totally serious. I'll have to take a picture and I'll post it. I need a picture um, but I did think show. it. I thought we should all throw them on the field after the game, oh. but I didn't want to get a lifetime ban, so I thought not to do it. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I wanted to say, what about? I know that you said um, Nemo like can't be captain because he's only played like a half a year. But what if like? You know, Callaway said, you know, why don't we have, like, Captain of the Week or something? <laughs> Just to give some motivation, some spark, because he is, like, the spark plug that they need. I mean, I know I love my Captain Wright. Love him. But when he's not, like, right there and actually playing, it's, like, hard to really cheer them on. Like, what do you think about it? Like, could they do Captain of the Week or Captain of the Month or something? I don't know. I, I, just... I, I don't I – don't... I don't think it's a bad idea. I don't think I don't see them doing that now because it's almost kind of like giving them another thing to be laughed at about. Yeah, because like the way the team's boy. playing, and yeah, you don't need another like uh, mask or another thing to distract you from the fact that the team stinks right now. But I don't. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> against maybe him being a, a captain in the future. I'm not trying to strip uh, David Wright of his of his title anytime soon. You know, David Wright's still there. He's still in the dugout. He's still a presence, and he's still taking his swings. He's out there last night jumping around with the guys after the after the victory. Um, but Nimmo certainly holds all the qualities that I would expect to see and hear from a, from a captain. I don't think they need a captain of the week. I think that maybe that could be something that like the fans could could maybe do. You I know, agree with that. Who, who, yeah. was, who, was, the, who was the man this week? Maybe, maybe an idea for the show. Who maybe, is captain of the week? Listen, why don't you call next week and let us know who it is? Oh, that would be cool. All right, Nancy. Thanks a lot. Enjoy your day. Oh, thanks. Have Love you guys. Later. All right, bye. Bye. Captain of the week. Uh, I mean, it's not a bad idea. I just don't think they need more more things. Like last year, they did the the hat, not the hat. The, yeah, the crown. And Lizzie hated Let's the crown. Let's not talk about the crown. Oh, my God. And I, I said, hate early, I hated it. I said early in the year, I was like, is this something that they are going to continue doing for the whole year, or is this something that's like once? Things shit the bed last year, and they were out, clearly out. You know, end of August, September, whatever. You barely, barely get any victories. Are they still going to give this crown out? And they held true to it. They like kept. kept I it thought out. it was the worst idea ever. It was like giving a, a bad kid a treat for being an <laughs> asshole. I felt like they, somebody watched a Ranger game. Yeah, yeah, the Broadway they were like, hat. I got an idea. What's yeah. your other teams? What What else do you like? So, um, Mets probably my my biggest team that I follow. Then I'm a New York Giant fan. Um, I'm a Nick fan. I'm in hiding right now. <laughs> and uh, I'm a New York Ranger fan also. All right. So, yeah, I mean, it's they do adopt things from different, different, you know, teams Ran- and stuff like that. The Rangers have the, ha- the hat as well. Broadway hat. Broadway yeah, hat, yeah, yeah. right? So as soon as I started seeing that, that's what came to mind to me was that they just pulled it. It seemed almost like disingenuous, like. Been done well, they did the belt. A lot of people do the belts. Yeah. Uh, I just wasn't sure if it was something they're going to keep up. I don't even know if they're still doing the grinder. You know, it's kind of like I think that was supposed to be safe for like big hits, like at big moments, big hits, whatever. We'll grind it out. But um, you know, now it almost seems expected. Was that from the, some of the guys? That the, yeah, yeah, yeah. After the you know the grinder, after yeah. the hits. Well, you know? when Frazier went down two or three times this year, I feel like that went by the wayside. Yeah, it's bad luck. And what about Frazier? The guy's never been on the DL like ever, and, and now he's on twice in the same year. So it's like this team. I don't know. It, we're, this franchise somehow it, it it finds a way to drag your your physical well being down <laughs> into, into, into where the standings. All right, so let's actually get to the standings now because the Mets are playing piss poor as as you've known. They only won five games in the whole month of June. They haven't won a series 
since May 20th. They just split with the Phillies, so I don't know if you want to see that as a positive. They did split with the Phillies. Um, they only won five games in June. They were already 5-5 five and five here in July, so things are looking better already. They do got four games against the Nationals coming up tonight. We got Mats versus Scherzer, and Mats is having a bounce-back season. Um, pitching to a 3.31 ERA. He's 4-6, and six, but as we know from DeGrom, wins don't matter anymore. Um you know, DeGrom is the best pitcher in baseball, and Scherzer actually, yes, you know, 11-5. and five. But we were talking about that yesterday. I did a little live stream here when I was showing off the jersey. Scherzer's going to get the nod as the starter. Whether or not DeGrom deserves it or not, it's the home team, the home guy. They're showcasing their team. They're showcasing their player on their own turf. Mets fans just don't even bother getting upset about this because it's going to happen. Uh, even if the Grom, who he does, deserve it, he's not getting it. So I've just, conceded that already. Just like get it said. out of your mind. But last night, like they asked Mickey Calloway, and he's like, "Yeah, he deserves it. He should be the starter." I'm like, "That now they're just saying stuff just to say it. It's good for you oh. know. You want to have your your guys back, uh, but we all know that it's Scherzer's is going to get it. He says a lot of stuff just to say it at this <laughs> point." Just. Just to try to get people off his back. Isn't that sick? Look at how flipped those standings are. Unbelievable. You thought well, you'd think that Washington would be on the top of the leaderboard here, but they're with, just a 500 us, team. That we'd be at the top. That Maybe Atlanta and Philly right under that. You expected the Marlins to be in the basement. And our, our win percentage is tied with the Marlins. Yeah, dude. The, uh, we, obviously, we yeah, win percentage exactly identical with the Marlins. And we fire sold their team flipped. this year. Unbelievable. Uh, on the positive side, DeGrom, not DeGrom, Noah Syndergaard did pitch a, uh, a rehab start in uh, Brooklyn last Sunday. He threw a, re threw a bullpen this week, and he is going to start tomorrow night. Too little too late, but he is going to start tomorrow night against the Nets. And uh, the trade deadline is only a month away, and the guy that I'm hearing the most about right now, at least from just reading social media, is uh, Wheeler. So Wheeler might be on the block here soon, and it's, you know, it's coming up soon, and, and I'm not really opposed of getting rid of anyone really uh anyone really i mean i, so I you wouldn't even if the ground was if if someone backs a truck up with like all of their prospects i mean the hall has to be gigantic to get rid of him um you know but I, the way things have been going and then they've been going if we don't get younger fast this team is going to be in trouble for years to come and you know look at the guys that you may try to get rid of they're hurt you know, you can't get rid of guys that are on the DL. No, Bruce is worth nothing. These guys are worth nothing. Oh, I just talked to you about this before we went live. You, you missed the news last night. Cespedes is willing to move to first base. So he's down in Florida rehabbing. You know, we initially thought it was his hip. Now it's his whatever the hell it is. He's got a bunch of problems, hamstring, whatever. His legs have been an issue forever. And first base, you do less moving. So he did, I don't know if it was his idea or they put it in his ear, but someone spoke to him about moving to first base and uh or, or he said it. i don't know but it might be a possibility here so it's music to my ears because first of all we don't have a first baseman really that's looking like it's going to pan out right uh, right right well dom, bruce was the backup dom smith is dom here smith, you know he has one rbi he's hitting 185 in what 70 games or something like that it doesn't look he's got no power that's not what you want out of a first baseman really right um so to hear that he might be willing to, to get out of the outfield i every time I, I think of him, I, was it April of last year or May where he he threw himself in the stands on a ball that was like four rows deep that he yeah. didn't get to? Yeah, it was a day game on a weekday. And I'm like, what the and fuck is he doing? This I, guy's always hurt. You don't be throwing yourself into the stands. And I watched the replay, and I watched the arm of the chair just smash into his leg. And I knew, like, this is going to be a problem. This is going to linger. When he came out, he tried to walk it off. He tried shaking it off. 
and he hasn't really been right since then. And I, w- I really do wonder if just that one incident coupled with, with a few things with him running wound up being something that, that's causing this to linger. Well, I think a lot of guys, you know, it, it, it is their livelihood. And, you know, I think at some point everyone is playing with some type of injury. You know, like you're you're feeling hurt probably almost every time you're out there if you're playing this many games a year. Especially in baseball, yeah. It's just how you get through it. Um, and unfortunately, this guy's hurt more often than not. So let's get to the phones. We have another caller. We got uh, Greg in New Jersey. What's up, Greg? Hey, what's up there, Darren? I just got to tell you that you guys do a great job, and I'm, I'm so glad that um, I got to listen to you. Um, you know, this is the first year that I've been listening to you. I got two things to tell you. Number one, um, I'm a big collector of tops now, baseball cards, and I have a whole package that I'm going to send you as a uh, thank you for what you do every day. Oh, thank and you. the second thing, and I'm going to send you only Mets. Uh, and the second thing is, um, my mom, who is 88 years old, I got her two years ago to start watching the Met game. And she watches every single game. And she is the most frustrated person right now. But I told her that just, you know, to keep, keep the positive outlook that it will get better. <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough. It's really tough. I mean, uh, thankfully... You know, well, she only got into it a couple years ago, but some fans that are on the younger side, like Chris is 30, so like you don't remember the World Series in, in well, you weren't even born yet. Nope, I wasn't Shit, born yet. He wasn't even born yet in the last time the Mets in the World Series. So it's like, um, you know, I felt really bad for Cubs fans a couple years ago. People that lived like 80, 90 years old and never got to see their team win. But um, yeah, I mean, tell her to try to stay as positive as possible. But you know what? Also, try to find things that you can be positive about. You know, I was talking to Chris about it. I'm not going to punish myself by boycotting the ballpark. I want to go to the ballpark. I enjoy it. I was there last weekend with my daughter, with my wife. You know, the team's uh, record isn't going to steal my passion for a fun day outdoors with my friends and family. So bring it to a game, try to have a fun time, and, and try to enjoy the, uh, the experience more so than, like, they lost or they won. Because at this point um, – you know, in her age and your age, I don't know how old you are, but you got to try to have I'm fun. So try to have as much fun as you possibly could have and, and don't let a team's uh, outcome of the day ruin your day. You yeah. know, obviously you can yeah. it a little bit, but you got a ticket to one of those DeGrom. Yeah. And Listen, I'm, also, I'm, going, I'm actually going to the home run derby oh, awesome. next week. So if you want me to bring you back something, nah, dude, something, have, enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. I appreciate it. But, um, yeah. I'm good on I'm good on that, but I appreciate the offer. But yeah, enjoy yourself and tell her to just try to stay as positive as possible, and don't let the uh, the game um, ruin your day. Does she have any hobbies? Any any hobbies besides watching baseball? Uh, basically, her hobbies are just watching Jeopardy and the Mets. <laughs> Those two things. Well, there you go. Jeopardy's not going to let you down. So nope, nope. All right, Greg. So. Nah. And I just want to say hello to her. Her name is Joanne Weida. So. Oh, Joanne. Joanne, Hi, we Joanne. love you. All right, have yeah. a good day, man. Thanks a lot. Keep up the good work, and uh, welcome on the show there, Chris. Take it easy, Greg. Thank you. All right. Take care, bro. Bye. You know, so I actually got killed the other day on, on Twitter because I wrote something after, I think it was Sunday or Saturday when they got shellacked. I think it was Sunday. Um, something about... You know, these days I've been thanking my lucky stars that I have hobbies besides watching the Mets. And that's not yeah. saying don't watch the Mets. It's saying I'm glad that I don't let the, the Mets ruin my life. 
as far as like excitement and fun is concerned. So I ride BMX. I told you about that yes. before you went live and I got back into it a few years ago. And if I didn't get back into it, all I did basically was watch baseball. I'd go to baseball games or watch baseball games, hang out with my then girlfriend. Uh, and we got engaged, married. Now we moved out to Long Island. And when I moved back out here is when I got back into BMX. And if I didn't have that right now, I'd be going fucking crazy. That's yeah. all I did. You're like, like I didn't watch Jeopardy. I watched the Mets. That's all I did. And, you know, you got to have outside hobbies or you're going to make yourself fucking crazy. Yeah, because there's so much time spent during the regular season. Games are, what, three hours plus usually. So when you get into a good season, you find yourself sitting down every single night right around dinner to watch them. And when it's not going well and you can't bear to watch anymore, you're, you're like, how do I fill this time? Yeah. You know, unfortunately for me, when I'm sitting at home, I've been crushing like Fortnite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never play that. Oh, I'm not into man. the games. So, so addicting. I don't even recommend anybody get into it anymore. <laughs> it's fun, but but it just it's a time suck. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You think you played for a half hour, you played for two and a half hours. Right, right, right. It's one of those. I used to play Counter Strike back in the day. Yeah. That, that was like my last. That was one of my things thing. too. Counter Strike. But I had the the woofer, like the base woof or whatever it is on the floor i lived in my parents attic yeah and my dad would would come up there like it'd be like two in the morning he's like what's going on because i had it on the floor and he's like bah, 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 bah. I, got, I didn't up. get headphones i'm just yeah. sitting there like yeah like <laughs> just like blowing people up um but anyway the uh we didn't even actually mention this in the beginning we are giving away two oh here it is two degrom bobbleheads i don't think i mentioned it in the beginning so if you're watching live uh right now and you're watching on facebook share the show tell your friends you're watching orange and blue thing if you're watching on periscope or twitter just click that little retweet button like i was talking about uh, last saturday i went to the game with uh my wife and daughter we ended up getting three of these i'm saving one giving the other two away she was walking around with like all of her she's three she's walking around with all of her crap she's like this is my toy this is my like she brought her little duck from a ducks game she yeah. had all of her stuff and she's like walking through city for like this like someone's gonna like steal it yeah i'm like i'll put it, it up it's safer with her than yeah, that thing <laughs> than it is in your hands my buddy you don't know, listen to this shit my buddy um you watch the show um now i can't remember his name oh my god anyway my buddy in um mark my buddy mark uh healy he it's kind of his own fault not his own fault but he left his bobbleheads under his seat yeah. and went out to go talk to a friend and someone stole them <sighs> so i don't know if he had them in a bag but he wrote on twitter afterwards he's like it kind of sucks i left my stuff there for a second it's gone but like I do feel bad for him, but in this day and age, if someone leaves two bobbleheads sitting underneath their chair, I mean, not that you should expect them to get stolen. But I'm not going to personally take it. I'm not a thief. I can see it happening. Of course. Yeah. Someone leaves, oh, shit, look, two bobbleheads, boom, gone. So, unfortunately, especially sorry the that Grom, happened. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That's the only bright spot of the year. Um, let's get to the lines again. We got Patrick in California. What's up, Patrick? What's up, Pat? Hey, how's it going, Darren? How's it going, guys? It's nice to see you. We're doing good. What's going on with you? Uh, pretty good, brother. Um, great weather out here. But um, I, my main question was, if you were the owner of the Mets right now, and I know that you said that you would go out there in public, um, you know, and you would say something, you know, about the team status, what would you do and what pieces would you trade to make this team a possible 70 or more win team this season or try to compete for the wild card? Uh. And if anything, I know it's kind of crazy, but would you try to go after Manny Machado or Bryce Harper? No, I wouldn't go after Machado or Harper right now. I mean, Harper, he's not even on the on the block until the end of the season. Okay. But um, yeah, I mean, they they seriously like I'm not. I don't think anyone's off the cards, off the table. But you know, trying to make a trade now just for the sake of this season, I think that you that's that's the wrong way of thinking. You're not trying to trade a guy now to try to compete for the wild card. I think it's a very far stretched 
uh, goal to set that you're going to get back to the playoffs this year. I mean, there's too many holes to fill. Who's to say, though? I mean, I don't want to play devil's advocate here. After the all-star okay. break, if guys are coming back and you're getting right. boosted, and thanks for the call, Pat, if you're getting guys back, let's say you're getting Sesame back. You're getting Syndergaard back. You're getting Bruce, Bruce back. You're getting all these guys back that were hurt the first half of the year. That's mm-hmm. you know contributed to us losing so much. Uh, that also doesn't fix the bullpen. I mean, it, there's so many holes on this team. And you know, going into the year, first week of the season, first 12 games, I was so high on the team. Like that's it, back to the world. Like, and you know, it's such a. It, it went so fast. It's like July, and you're like already waiting for spring training. It's like, all right, what, what's this team going to do in the offseason? I think trying to fix the team for this year is silly. I think if you trade some pieces that are going to help you down the road, which would be prospects, you're not trying to get guys that are major league ready right now. I don't think you're looking for guys. If you got rid of a DeGrom, you got rid of a Syndergaard, you get rid of Wheeler, you get rid of whoever you're getting guys that are going to help build your future and not care about August and September of this year. Yeah. You, you absolutely can't try to build for this season. This season is, I think that's what upsets us as fans the most this year and why it's been so, so like traumatic for us. And what everyone's talking about it is because we started on this magical 11 and one run where no matter what move Mickey made, like everything was just going right. We'd, we'd lose a lead next, next inning Cabrera would hit a two or three run home or he'd take the lead right back. Like the bullpen, we had Lugo and Zellman just pitching lights out. It looked like that was the move that really put our bullpen over the top. And then it disintegrated faster than that lead got built, which is, I think, the fastest that anyone's yeah, ever from worst gone to from first 10 over like, to 10 under. Yeah, it was. It was. And, and that's just like, it rips your heart out. Yeah, you know? and you know what? I got, I got, you know, I get slammed all the time on the internet because I write shit that, you know, people save it and they want to come back at you like, you Remember know, what you four said? years later, yeah. like, take back New York. Like, look at you now. I'm like, all right, dude, well, guess what? The shirt's sold out it's and, you know, everyone wanted them. So, you know, go talk to the to the purchasers as well. I don't want to take back New York shirt today, but it's like when you come up with the slogan that's popular in that time, it's called a timely T-shirt, asshole. Like, yeah, yeah take back New York. Clearly it didn't happen, but it seemed like it may have happened, but, it, you know, shit happens. Um, yeah, you know, the internet lasts forever, so people like to come back and bash you after the fact. So. Oh, I know. Um, let's talk a little bit about what you do besides the map. Actually, let's start with that. You talked about in your in your audition video when you, uh, you know, you sent in a tape here to be a, a co-host on Orange and Blue Thing. You said, you know, your whole team, your whole family has been Mets fans. So how did you get into liking this team? Do you have any early memories of going to maybe Shea Stadium? Like, how, how did it all start for you? Yeah, so um, I grew up, my dad got my brother and I into baseball, you know, Little League pretty quick. Um, I've been a pretty athletic kid all the way, you know, growing up playing multiple sports. So, um, my dad actually grew up a Yankee fan, but, um, forgive me, uh, I'm forgetting exactly the moment, but someone got, one of the coaches got fired after having like a great season, but they had one bad playoff series. They had maybe almost a hundred wins and Steinbrenner fired the guy. Mm -hmm. My dad swore the team off. He's like, I'm done with them switched over to being a Met fan right around the time that we were, you know, getting old enough to go to the ballpark. So I have really, really fond memories of Shea Stadium. Uh, we used to have partial season ticket plans. We'd sit in the mezzanine. Um, I went to the Subway uh, Series, one of the World, World Series? Series games no way, with my dad. Yeah, they bumped us up from the mezzanine. It was freezing that night. I'll never forget it. So, so like they, 11. Yeah, I was in the eighth grade. Wow. Yep. And they put us, uh, they put us up one level into the upper deck. But I mean, that I'll never forget that experience ever. It was amazing. Um, 
ride or die. I mean, once we got old enough to drive, it was just getting crazy. We were going to the ballpark almost every weekend, just get grabbing tickets right at the gate, going in. Um, I went to the last game ever at Shea. That was um, fucking depressing, too, because, like, if you remember, they had that ceremony planned, like the Shea goodbye, mm-hmm. and they didn't do it before the game for whatever reason. <laughs> so, like, they knew that if they <laughs> lost that game, like, the season's getting demolished after you walk. Like, the last time you walked out of that stadium was, unless you worked there, was the last time you were going to sh- see Shea. Yep. They just got eliminated from from contention to play in the playoffs. They had this depressing uh, Shea goodbye ceremony with Piazza and Seaver, which was which was beautiful, but they should have done it before the game. Were you there? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, nice. what the fuck? Like, like, are you seriously saw your clothes in the ballpark? I couldn't stay. I, I swear to you, I just couldn't do it. it if so, someone probably has video of it, but ESPN was outside that day, or or Major League Baseball, MLB someone, Network, yeah. they were they were broadcasting because, like you said, it was the last day at Shea, and playoffs hung in the balance based on winning or losing. Yeah. And I'm like. They gave away a T-shirt that year or something. It was generic. It was too big for me anyway. And, like, we drank at the game. We got really invested in it. So we were so let down. I think Church hit a ball to, like, the warning track at the very end. And I I could see I was sitting right there. I knew it wasn't going to go out. And we needed it. And I'm, like, walking out right where the cameras are. And I just, like, tore the shirt off my body. (laughs) (laughs) Like, pulled the Hulk Hogan there. Just dragged it behind me. Which had a fake ID. You were, like, 17. Uh yeah i mean we probably we probably like <laughs> we probably drank on the way in there or something like that they I got some great stories from back in the day of like sneaking beers in and you know before 9 11 um they weren't as strict obviously with security so i'd walk in with like i go to 7 11 prior where they get like a the 64 ounce slurpee and just pour like three steel reserves in there and just like walk in like hey it's soda and just get whacked <laughs> steel reserve <laughs> yes but uh you know obviously <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Classy. only yeah. the best only the best over here <laughs> So let's get into a little bit about how you started beating people up for a living. Um, I got the little slideshow up here if you're watching live of some of uh, some of your fights, you know, matching up the way in and things like that. So um, you talked about, you know, being an athletic kid. Did you grow up fighting? Were you were you a wrestler? Like, how did this happen? Yeah. So at the same time, I kind of go to high school. I went to Islip High School. OK. Um, born and raised there pretty much. And uh by like the third grade, I think my brother and I came home with a flyer for the youth wrestling program. Like and the my, Cobra, Cobra Kai flyer. Yeah. <laughs> and my dad had wrestled a little bit in high school, like four years. I think he wrestled ninth grade to twelfth grade and then a couple seasons in college. So he we didn't think anything of it. He saw the flyer and was like he recognized one of the names of like a Lindenhurst guy that was running it and he was like, I'm gonna bring you guys down there. We don't know. We didn't know. Yeah. So it turned into like an epic family thing. We wound up wrestling, uh, my brothers and I, there's four of us. So three of us wound up winning New York state championships in, in, uh, high school wrestling. And, uh, my brother Brad took third twice. So everyone fuck with the weights. Like (laughs) they they see like all the brothers are here. Like, and we, (laughs) our team also was, I think we still have the record for like the Suffolk County tournament. We crushed it. We had, uh, my my senior year we had three state champions like uh four all-state guys so it was just like a hammer team yeah and unfortunately that as you know in high school how things go like when you're when you're kind of when you're good at a sport but it's not like a mainstay sport it's not the football team or something like that like the football players or some of these other people they kind of they have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder with you right so 
you get into a lot of fights at school? We were we were getting into a lot of scraps, like out at house parties right, or, right, right. you know, over girls. Um, everyone wanted to take a shot at like, oh, yeah, you think you're so tough. Right, right, the wrestlers, right, right, right. The wrestlers could that's be all hung suck. out together. Yeah. And um, it would just lead to that's and where be, a lot of the fighting yeah. started. <laughs> and uh, after after some of that in high school, got into college wrestling, took it really seriously, All-American a couple of times at a few different colleges that I wound up going to, Nassau Community College. I went there for a little bit. Did you? Yeah. And then, uh, did you? Oh, wow. Look at this. And then I went to SUNY Oneonta uh, only for a year. And what made me stop going there was when I came home that summer, um, I was helping my father with the ISOP youth program. And one of the kids' dads that was there uh, was a friend of my brother's he would they were young at the time i was coaching that that age group and he would always be the ultimate fighter show was on that time and he'd be like he knew i wrestled he'd be like you ever think about doing this you ever think about doing this and like, that's like next level though if you're wrestling and then it's you know yeah that's from, that's, it's a big jump well, that's a lot of other training that's involved yeah this isn't just like i wrestled but i never threw a punch like with any form to i didn't box as a kid growing up i didn't I did maybe karate for like a year because yeah. like someone, one of my buddies did it or something. Right, right, right. I quit. Uh, so I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Getting getting struck like that is a whole different thing. He was a kickboxer. So he's like, listen, come. Uh, he's actually a huge Matt fan too. Wow. His name is Joe Panarello. He probably, he'll probably listen to this. He'll, he'll, he'll get a kick out of it. But um, he's like, you got to come hit mitts with me. I'm telling you, you'll love it. And I did. I hit pads and like, soon as i started hitting the pads i just had this big smile on my yeah, face yeah, it was yeah. just awesome to get that that's why i told you you should come hit pads with me you'll i'm telling you you'll love it it's a it's a great way a great outlet and you're learning how to handle yourself yeah it's amazing so once i started to go consistently he's like you know kept asking like would you be interested in fighting and I'm, I'm still like i don't know i'm watching this show do you remember that the finale where they were bleeding like oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Griffin yeah. yes i remember that too you remember that i yeah. want to ask you about that in a second yeah keep, keep going so uh, that kind of got me into it but at the same time it kind of got me like whoa you know this, this is this, this is, is serious, serious. yeah so he's like why don't we try some amateur kickboxing fights where you can't use your wrestling and we'll see how it goes you know if you get if you get washed then you know hey this isn't for me right and I went into an amateur fight. I wound up finishing the guy. I went into another amateur fight. I wound up finishing the guy. Another one, I wound up winning. Then I fought for a belt. I That guy's coach is like threw in the towel. And then they were like, all right, well, you're, <laughs> you're, good. you're, you're a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. So why don't we do the MMA thing? Because that's where you want to go with it anyway. I right. didn't want to be a kickboxer. I just wanted to learn. Right. Uh, so I went into one amateur MMA fight, which is, you don't do this anymore. It's unheard of. The game has changed totally. Mm-hmm. And I just used my wrestling background to uh, to submit to the state of New Jersey, and I got my pro license after one amateur win. That wow. was it. I just went pro, started fighting, like trying to figure it out on the fly. <laughs> I still barely had like any striking in reality. I was just going in there, taking people down, just being tough, submitting people. And I, I tried not to jump in all the way. I was working for Budweiser at the time, uh-huh. but it just kept going so well that – yeah. You know, I just so now you're, you're 12 and 4, right? That's when you turn pro. So if I'm, yeah. if I'm right. So yeah. I was doing a little Wikipedia on you before. So you're 12 and 4. Tell me if this is all right. Mm-hmm. All of your, your four losses were by the decision. So it's not like no one's knocking you out. You know, you're not tapping. No. Uh, I don't know if that's, that's one of my things. You just won't tap. You'd rather have the guy break your arm than tap. Is, that, know, is that one of my things at this point is like you're not putting me out. 
that's like something I take a little bit of pride in. And it, I took pride in it in wrestling too. Getting pinned in wrestling means like the match is over. Yeah. And my first varsity match ever in eighth grade, they brought me up. This kid pinned me and I was like bawling. I was so upset. And I just told myself like that's never happening again. <laughs> I never got pinned again. And in fighting, I've never, you know, knock Dude, that's on so wood. fucking baller. Like I couldn't picture being like, all right, guy's going to break my, like, you know, knock on wood. I hope it doesn't happen to you. But, you know, this guy's going to do something to me. It's going to really fuck me up. I could end it because I'm probably going to lose anyway in 10 seconds. But nah, fucking knock me out. Like I couldn't picture that. There was I a couple times that. last fight where the kid, like, he got, a pe- he got a clinch on my head and he need me, like, in my chin, in my face. And I was, you think about it for a second, like, damn, I could just kind of hit a knee here and. And this could all, you know, the ref will step in here quick, and you're like, no, yeah, no. <laughs> so Come on, I, let's go. I I know you fought uh, for the, you know, in the UFC at Nassau Coliseum. I think it was was it last summer? Yep, last July. And uh, I don't know if Lizzie saw this, but in your post fight, do you call it the post fight interview? Yeah, post fight. So interview. the post fight yeah. interview, you're standing there, and and someone's asking you a question about like, is it tough to get in a rhythm when you don't fight as often? Like, how often would you want to fight? Me, ideally. If you were in the UFC, because I know, like, in, in PF, it's different rules, right? Yeah, PFL. No elbows, right? It, it, no elbows, right. It, but In the UFC, like, how often? That doesn't year? really matter to me. No, I, the way I come from with wrestling, it's such a consistent thing. that I think to get in my rhythm, I need, like, four or five fights a year. Wow. Which means every three If you were in the UFC still, months. with those you, rules? Yeah, because you got to figure, like, something's going to go your way, probably, if you're a decent fighter, where you're going to put someone away quick and not be injured. And then in... In that instance, like, I've had fights where my first UFC fight, I choked a guy unconscious in, like, a minute and ten seconds. I could have fought again that night if I wanted. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Sorry, I just start something in the background here. So, um, I would, I'm a more consistent guy. I'm not about, I feel like I can't get in a rhythm, and I think that was part of this fight, not to make excuses, but when you go almost a year without actually being in that moment, like the adrenaline rush and just the dump of your, your hormones and, and getting used to that, um, you, you need more time in there to find that rhythm. Mm-hmm. It's like, so the, what I was bringing up here, in his post-fight interview, he brings that up, and he actually think this guy's always got baseball on his brain. He's sitting there, and his answer was, what if you're Matt Harvey or Noah Syndergaard? You haven't pitched in 10 months, and you come out there, and you're obviously going to get lit up. And, like, he's trying to uh, – using the analogy of, like, them pitching to him fight <laughs> blowing people's faces apart with his fist. So it's like to the, the, the guys that were asking the question were probably like – they weren't expecting that answer. So, like, yeah. I watched. I'm like, this guy is awesome. Like, <laughs> what is this guy talking about? Get him off the stage. So if you're watching live, if you're not watching, maybe watch the replay or just look up on – you know, look Chris's name up on YouTube. He's got, like, a highlight video. Who put this together do you know um i think tap, tap. his name is brian michelino he's one of the um main instructors at the farmingdale long island mma location he's very very good with um with video editing and putting putting stuff together he did that for me years back this is before i got in the ufc the the fight that you're watching right now is actually my first pro fight ever um remember i told you i had the one amateur fight yeah, yeah, yeah. so this was my first pro fight i was actually i was so nervous in that fight um, you know Matt, Sarah, and all yeah, the guys yeah, yeah, Long yeah, of Island. Yeah, of course. So after this fight, I beat the hell out of the guy. They he, came up to you or something. Um, and I, I had so much, so many nerves that I'm in the the cage waiting to get my hand raised, and I'm like, I'm gonna puke. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw up. This is gonna be all over the after, internet. After, yeah, after, my stomach's like a rock. I'm yeah. not, not before, but after. So I run downstairs in in um, Atlantic City at the casino that we were fighting at Tropicana. The stage for the performers is in the basement underneath. 
so I'm like, I'm just blitzing for a bathroom, right? I'm, I sprint down there and I run, I open the door and it's Matt, Sarah, it's like all the legends oh along God. It's Matt, Sarah, it's Chris Weidman, it's Gian Vellante, <laughs> Ally Quinta. And they're looking at me, they're like, good job, kid. I, I don't even say a word to them. I just like blitz for the bathroom and I'm, that's, like, that's, that's <laughs> no, I used to get nervous before I would do stuff. Like I used to race nationally, like national yeah. BMX races. And before the race, I'd throw up and then I'd go win the thing. Yeah. So it's like, it's crazy to then be like, you're running on empty when you're, you know, you puke before you're doing something, you know, athletic, but I've never heard of someone, their nerves kick in after they already, the, yeah, the event it was is such over. a delayed response. It was the strangest thing. It's never happened to me again. I've never even felt that inclination. So I don't know if it was, I'm just assuming it was nerves because it was my first pro fight, mm -hmm. but, uh, maybe I just got used to it or maybe I just like ate weird. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. It was just a funny story. Cause the, the locker room I ran into was all, all those, those dudes. guys. Yeah. And I was yeah, like, yeah. I was so embarrassed. Like, I couldn't even picture that like kid doing? on the flip. If it was like me walking into like Matt Hoffman or something like that. So I think you have a daughter, right? Yeah. So four. Yeah. four. So we got to get our daughter. Yep. Daughter, daughter. Right? Yeah, get Haley, our, get yeah. our kids together. Absolutely. Um, but the, the question I had for you, because I, I remember you, I saw you put something up on your Instagram story yesterday. I think you were driving somewhere. She was in the back. How much of having a kid when you're in such a, a violent, you know, sport, how tough is that to explain to her what daddy does for a living? Um, and, and do you even have to have that talk with her? Like, does she see your fights? Does she know what you do? Yeah, she knows what I do. She knows daddy's a fighter. Um, she comes with me to my gym when I teach the youth class. I allow her to kind of flow in and out because she's so young right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So she'll get into it. Daddy, can you put the gloves on me? And she wants to do what the other kids are doing. And then 10 minutes go by. You know how it goes. The attention span goes somewhere else. Yeah. I see her over in the corner, like playing with one of the kick pads, and I just let her go. Right, right, right. Um, she has seen uh, a couple of my fights before that have gone well. Right. Um, when I usually don't bring her because she's so young and I'm right. traveling. Right. So whatever, you know, family members are watching her at the time, if they want to watch, she's just going to kind of be in the room. There's a video the UFC put up a while back um, where everyone in the room was cheering during the fight. And uh, she's yelling like, oh, dad, no, I really yeah, screaming. That's at the awesome. TV, and they wound up reposting it. So she's cool with it. She's sometimes she gets. A little nervous like if i'm i brought her to practice a few times when i was sparring actually and, getting hit and yeah. getting hit and she started to get upset and it, it upset me a little bit so um i asked her actually it's funny you say that because yesterday I, i'm fighting at nassau coliseum again august 2nd so she's gonna obviously be right in the neck of the woods and last year she was younger and i said do you want to come to daddy's fight and she was like yeah. yeah yeah so she doesn't really know no but i think that um she would something probably, in the back of your mind she yeah. would feed off whoever was there i just yeah it is in the back of my mind like i'm uh, you're kind of petrified like you don't want to see your four-year-old daughter see you get knocked out cold yeah things change when you have a kid i mean obviously i'm not fighting for a living but when i'm riding my bike like you know people get fucked up riding bikes you yeah. know it happens you know and you know i'm rocking my helmet now we have jumps at the house so like she'll come and watch me ride like sometimes yesterday she came out and watched me ride and it's like um you know Things can change in an instant, you know, when you're riding. You know, I can walk across the street right now and get run, run over by a yeah. car. But, like, you know, when you have a kid, I think your mindset changes a lot. And I've noticed that I'm getting older. I'm eight years older than you. Uh, as you start doing more dangerous things with your lives, you have to remember that there is someone that relies on you, you know. And, like, daddy is a fighter for, you know, for a living. 
But uh, it's it's good that you can explain to her, and she's excited to see you fight. And hopefully, as she gets a little bit older and she starts seeing, you know, what's going on with it, she kind of grasps that you're in a safe, controlled environment. You know, you're not out there on the streets like Rocky outside the bar with yeah, uh, someone's hitting you from behind. You try to so. fight. You watch all the Rocky movies, like oh yeah, only in America. And he, oh, Tommy the Machine Gun, he's yeah. fighting outside the bar. He's like, yeah. come on, but put up your dukes i didn't hear no bell <laughs> um, all right so let's talk oh you know what before we i don't even know if people are interested in, in listening to us ramble about this but i'm a big fight guy i'm watching the fight the other night and we talked about this before we went live how much of the promoting of the fight dictates the guy that gets the shot so like brock lesnar obviously is a big name guy wwf wwe whatever and now he's probably making a comeback now so the way that he he markets a fight and like McGregor markets a fight or any guy that's like, you know, over the top, they don't necessarily hate the guy they're going to fight, but they got to portray it that way because that's how you get paid. It's how you get in the card. Yeah. So how much of that dictates you getting your shot? And is there any reason maybe behind that with you and you have you know, not being with the UFC anymore is like, I don't want to make you, I don't put words in your mouth, but is there any beef there with that? Or is it, does that have to do with promoting? Yeah. Well, there's, there's definitely beef there because uh, when I left the UFC, uh, they they had me fight my contract out into free agency. I was five and two. I had only the two decision losses, like you said, to two Russians who have not lost since. They're still undefeated. This is going on years now. Wow. Where nobody wants to fight these guys. Trust me. You run into a Dagestani Russian guy, and uh, I've given them their props before, but. Up until this last fight, the only guys I've lost to were Dagestani Russian guys by decision. Wow. They're just – they're born and bred into a life that we can't even understand. They're fighting from the time they're kids for real out in the street. Like I hear stories from some of them like they lost a fight. Their parents would say like go go settle that score or don't come home. Wow. It's like one of those yeah, types yeah, of deals yeah, yeah. there. There's a lot of – they're in Russia, but they're they're kind of a, off on their own. So um, – I forgot where we were. We well, were going the, with the it. promoting of the fight. Yes. Do you think so, that, that dictates? So I was five and two. I had two first round finishes. I put someone to sleep, and um, yet I'm never getting the matchup that I want. I'm not getting a top uh, American guy to put myself up against to make a name for myself. Uh, no venues that I wanted to compete at. I was basically getting like the bottom scraps. Right, right, right. And. I couldn't get it. I didn't grasp it. I think when you're uh, five and two, I think it's like a 750 win percentage. And they're like, no, nah, we're good on you. Maybe right, if right, we right. need something and you hang around, you, right. could, you could be a fill-in. And I'm sitting there like, what? I'm watching guys. The reason that there's beef, I'm watching a guy that's like two and four, but he's got 10 times the social media following that I have. And he's picking the venue he wants to fight at. They're bringing up some guy that's from a different weight class to fight him that they think is a good matchup. Just to try to right, right, right. push the guy. Right. So I was frustrated with the inconsistency. But what I've learned, and it was a little too little too late, is you can't wait around for them to want you or market you. They want people who make a big name for themselves, especially on social media. Then they'll push you right, once right, you right. have the name. Right. And I was learning on the fly. They don't know? want to build you. They want you to build yourself. They want you to build yourself. Gotcha, gotcha. And once you build yourself, then – they'll give you the keys to the to the, You're the fighter and the promoter yeah so i get it so why don't you tell the the people watching listening at home all about august 2nd i don't know much about the pfl i know that you said it's a tournament so it's not like if you win 
there's more to it than just winning that night, right? Well, the PFL is a league, so it's the Professional Fighters League. Uh, and what they want to do is they want to model it after major American sports, our football, our baseball. We're talking Mets, right? What you have is you have a regular season, and based on how well you perform in that regular season, that's going to dictate what seed you are in the playoffs, going to the World Series or oh, getting nice, to nice. the Super Bowl. So what we're in the midst of right now is the regular season, which started in June. It kicked off in June. My first fight was in Chicago. Um, they've been to Madison Square Garden. They've been to D.C., actually, where the All-Star game is going to be. And uh, so they're, they're, they're hitting the Northeast pretty hard right now. It's a, it's a hotbed for MMA. And the two regular season bouts, so if you finish in the first round, somebody, let's say I, I, I knock the guy out cold, six points. You do the same thing if it was in the second round, five points. If it was in the third round, four points. And if you just get a decision win, you get three points. There's two regular season fights. If you lose, you get nothing. Well, well, well. Or if you miss weight, you get nothing. Right. So at the end of the two fights, so let's say my next fight, I put the guy away in the first round. I'm going to have six points. So they're going to take everybody and based how you finished in the two fights, and they're going to seed it one through eight. Then the million-dollar tournament is going to start in When's October. That? October. October. Yep. So August 2nd, Nassau Coliseum. Uh, how can fans get tickets? Is there, is there on the PFL site? On, on the PFL site, yep. I'm going to very soon have a link with a discount code if you follow my social media. It's going to be available. Seaweight uh, MMA. Um, I'm going to put it up. I'll put it up uh, on a we'll, permanent We'll definitely post, share it, yeah. And then I'll put it up consistently on my stories to make sure p if people don't catch it. Because you know the algorithms nowadays. Oh, dude. You, you know yeah, all about yeah, it. Yeah, it sucks. So it sucks. So I'll keep putting it up on my story. But it's going to be a – there's a nice discount code. Nice. So you'll be able to get really good I definitely want to go. So August 2nd, if you watch our show, that's a Thursday. It's going to be an early show that day too because i got to get out to Nassau Coliseum to watch you. Oh, I'll go to that then. So the last time that we talked about you on the show, I think it was a couple weeks ago, you were in Chicago. Mm -hmm. uh, promoting for that the the last round of, of PFL if you call it rounds and uh, you were out there invited to throw out the first pitch and I thought this was fucking beautiful because <laughs> um, you know typically if you throw out the first pitch for a team you got to wear their jersey you got to wear their hat and you're a Mets fan and I guess you declined like can I I kind of just made it up in my mind that like they came in with the hat and you're like fuck off like I'm a Mets fan but you know was there ever a time where they said all right we'll just pick a different fighter to do it and that will wear the cup stuff or you were you just like fuck it I'm I'm wearing my shit. I think it was too last minute for them to, to change anything. <laughs> but what happened was we went into the, to the office where I guess management is or, or where business is conducted and they have some of their trophies, et cetera. And uh, so she, she asks us while we're hanging around waiting, you know, where you're from what, and what team you root for. So I say the Mets. So she makes a comment to me right away about 2015. How, no way. Yeah, about how, you know, she's uh, still – Better got, got a bitter thing with the Mets because of 2015. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! You guys got yours, yeah, yeah right yeah. after that. Yeah. If right. anything, we're the ones that are hurting from this. You know, right, right. we won one series, like big. I was at one of those games too, big deal. But uh, so then she hands us each, you know, a couple of Cubs hats. Yeah, and I'm just kind of holding them, but I had my Island Strong gear on. Yeah, we didn't and, we didn't give props that yet. We won in the second. Yeah, time. and uh, so. I'm like, you know, I really want to rep like Long Island. I'm a Met fan. I'd re really rather not put this Cubs hat on. They didn't give me a jersey, so I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I, I know a lot of teams d usually do. And uh, so we, I'm expecting like that when we get down to the field, they're gonna be like, all right, you know, we, we gotta have you switch that, put your hat on. But 
I, I have to admit, they were really, really cool. They were like, whatever you want to, you, you know, whatever you want to do, y- you could do. That's here, awesome. Here it is if you want it. And obviously, like, I'm not going to. Uh, those two hats, actually, they're with, like, one of the um, the guys that does video for PFL. He was with us that day taping. He has them there in his backpack. Because we were talking about that. I wonder if they would have said something to you if you were wearing a Mets hat. Yeah, because you were. Yeah. If you're not watching live, like if you were watching a, a game day Mets hat. They probably, probably would have said something. That um, probably would have been a deal breaker. Because yeah. you know you were impartially were your own brand, but yeah, rocking the Mets stuff. But when we were in St. Louis last year, they actually let uh, a Mets fan throughout the first pitch as part of like a ceremony prior to the game, and he was wearing our outing shirt. Oh, so maybe I mean, you're all wearing Mets stuff, but like you're an honorary guest. Yeah, that was just like a like a group leader ceremony, so it was a little bit different. We we compared it to I ever see Gone Girl, the movie Gone Girl. Yeah. So in that video we cut up afterwards, um, uh, Ben Affleck is a Red Sox fan. He refused to wear a Yankees hat and Gone Girl, so wear a Mets hat, and that's why that happened. Uh, uh, but anyway, you did you did talk about Alan Strong, and we're not going to get into the business side of why you don't rock it on your shorts. But um, you know, we talked about it. So it's a niche thing as far as uh, Long Island, Long Island in New York. Maybe you lived in Long Island, or maybe you moved, or not in lived on Long Island. Uh, it's a ve- it's a cool brand and. Uh, I just want to give you a second that you can promote that for a second if you want. Yeah, so Island Strong actually came to be kind of because of my fighting. Uh, I got approached by what is now one of one of my closest friends, uh, my partner, and he had seen me fight, and he had a mutual friend of mine. He's like, I got to meet with this kid. I have an idea, and I want to do something with it. And I'm a, one of those people that I'm just really proud to be from Long Island. I think it's a great place. I think we we have to work really hard to get to a nice comfortable place here it's not handed to us and the living's tough you know we're in the shadow of the city it, the competition is tough it's a it's a real rat race here so you know and it's a beautiful place and um i i wouldn't support where you're from yeah i wouldn't choose it any other way i love being from here so when he came to me with the idea of supporting local businesses supporting local charities supporting local athletes highlighting them and uh making really cool great fun gear that's long island based i was i jumped at it i was like let's do this i you know i couldn't wait and um we're we're going almost four years strong now and it's uh it's growing by the day we have a we have a storefront in Sayville now, right, uh, no, no way, right really? on the backside of Main Street. Yep. That's awesome. Uh, wow. the, there's a sign right by the Starbucks. You'll see that leads you right to it. I actually I brought you some gear today, a shirt. I saw. I'm gonna rock that yep. tonight. And uh, and uh, we're just having a lot of fun with it. You know, watching it grow. We're we're really getting a, a following because, like you said, you saw us at a live after five. Like, yeah, yeah. We're really out there. Like, which is Thursdays too. Thursdays in yeah, summer are so much fun oh, out here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, you came out to. I tried. To Patchogue a couple weeks ago after not live. That was the same night. Yeah. I, oh yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I she's never you really drove been, there too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's never really been out in Patchogue, and I'm like, man, it's so fun out here. Oh, you have. Um, not really. Oh, no. it's the best. I'm Queens, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So for, for those watching that want to know about the Mets a little bit more, um, I do want to talk to you guys about something cool that we just actually announced a couple days ago. I, I posted a photo of just a blank white jersey on Sunday, and people were kind of confused about that. They're wondering what it was about. And if you go to the setline.com right now and click the blog, there's an ex- explanation of what it means. And we are in the, in the process of designing the 2019 jersey for the Seven Line Army. And 
we are opening up the design process to you guys. So if you're watching now, you're listening afterwards, and you think that you have an eye for style and you want to design a jersey, uh, not saying that we're definitely going with a fan's submission, but we will put it into the running, and uh, there's going to be a vote. So we've had three years under our belt so far. There's a whole uh, article on the blog showing what 2016s look like, 17, and this year's for 2018. And the only requirements are that it's orange, it has our logos, and pretty much anything else you want to do is on the table. So suggestions or designs have already been coming in. The deadline is August 2nd at noon. And the winner, it's not like you're just giving us your idea for free. The winner will get either a free jersey, uh, which is approximately $300. Or if you're a season ticket member, you will get that deducted from the price of your season tickets next year. So it's a great deal makes it a little bit cheaper if you already are a member. So if the tickets are around a grand, next year it'll be about 700 bucks. And if you're not, and you just want an extra, that's cool too, it's on the house. So head on over to the site and read all about that. The next person that gets through will play What's in the Box, presented by our friends at Clear, 631-388-5195. And don't forget, if you're watching live, you will be in the running for this DeGrom bobblehead. Just retweet the show right now on Twitter. Share the show if you're watching on Facebook, and you will be in the running to win this just at the end of the program in like 10 minutes or so. There are a couple more things I do want to talk about while I have you guys here. Holy shit, we completely skipped over Toronto. Let's talk about Toronto. Is it too late? <laughs> Is, no. it, is it too late? All right, answer no. this call, and, I, and I'll talk about the, the parade Hello, really what quick. what do you want? <laughs> so I don't know if you saw any of the, the – have you joined us at a road game yet? Not yet. All right, dude. Well, let's do that soon. Boston. Okay. Boston's the big one. Uh, September 15th, we're going to be in Boston. We have 1,600 tickets. And I did talk about this on social media, and I think on the show. I used to do scavenger hunts, so I would, I would hide something around Long Island or sometimes in Queens, and I would post something on social media explaining, like, where to go. And I would watch people from like my car, like hidden in the corner of like a parking lot, watching people like scurry around a parking lot looking for hidden whatever. It would just say like confidential seven line. They'd open it. It'd be something in there. Uh, I'm going to do a scavenger hunt for Boston Red Sox tickets as well because they're sold out. We sold out the 1600 tickets in like a minute. So next Wednesday, this is breaking news. Next Wednesday in New York City, we are going to be holding our Boston uh, scavenger hunt. So what you're going to do is just basically follow our social media accounts and you will get details about that soon, but I'm not ready to let the complete cat out of the bag. But next Wednesday in Manhattan, we are hiding two tickets to the Boston outing, uh, which is, you know, two, over $200 of value. And it's going to be really fun. We're going to do, so we're gonna do the clues on social media. <laughs> uh, John is going to be there filming the whole thing. We're going to have some GoPros. Uh, you got to bring your GoPro. We're going to have stuff hidden. It, it's going to be really cool. So next Wednesday, Manhattan, there's no game. All-Star game is Tuesday. Home run derby is Monday. Wednesday, there's absolutely nothing going <laughs> I'm on. I'm so excited. <laughs> so next Wednesday, Manhattan, if you want a chance and you don't live close, maybe try to be in Manhattan at some point on Wednesday. I'm not giving out the time just yet, but next Wednesday is going to be the the big, big scavenger hunt. So we are going to just talk about this for a little bit. The parade last week, 4th of July, was Wednesday in Toronto. The night before, a buddy of ours is a police officer, and he was out, and he goes, he talks to some cops. He's a, he's a cop. I guess it's like you're a fighter. You talk to other fighters or whatever. He's out. He's like, oh, NYPD, whatever. They get into talking. He's like, why are you here? It's 4th of July. Should you be like in America celebrating? You guys big Blue Jays fans? Here are 650 Mets fans. are going to be tailgating. It's a Mets thing. gaming at this bar. Uh, you guys Blue Jays fans? A, um, nah. We don't care about sports. He worked out a police escort 
See these mountain bike guys in the front here if you're watching live uh, or on a replay. There's mountain bike guys that blocked off, mountain bike police officers that blocked off the street for us and 650 of us rolled from the bar to the game just chant chanting, let's go Mets, USA, like all this stuff. You know, it was like a mile. Wow. It was like almost a mile and, you know, it was great. So I can't say enough nice things about all the people in Toronto. The fans were great. The ballpark staff was great. Uh, the police were awesome. And people were like, why are you chanting USA? Is that disrespectful? I'm like, if you're watching the video here in the bottom left, there's a, a Blue Jays fan there who's like rallying us on purpose. So that's that's where that came about. Like Terrence and Phillip, I don't know if they were South Park. Yeah, like, it was fun, you know? So we have a good time wherever we go. And Toronto was great. I do want to talk about the woman. Did you see the woman? Right after the, the national anthem, the players, you know, are receptive to us. They look up, they wave, take their caps and all that stuff. There's a woman sitting to the left of Indart, just behind me. Oh, and So, Estriba Cabrera takes one of the balls he was warming up with. We're all the way up in the 500s, like super fucking high, like Shea Stadium high. Uh, wails it, and this lady's sitting there, uh, a Blue Jays fan, just sitting there. One Blue Jays fan in the middle of all of us. On, the, on an aisle. She's just sitting there like this, like eating something, like popcorn or whatever. And everyone's like, whoa, because like, they saw him throw it. And everyone puts their hands up. The lady did not fucking budge. Hit a right in the forehead. Oh, my God. From, like, hundreds of feet away. <laughs> Let me explain to you where I was so and on. what I saw. Oh, so it hits her in the head. She's like, and, like, she kind of, like, looked like she was about to go down. And she didn't. And she just continued to eat. It was the fucking craziest no. thing I've ever seen. It was nuts. <laughs> it was nuts. How did you see it? Before... Before the national anthem, we had fans that were sitting maybe like 10, 10 or 20 rows above us that saw Andrew, and they were like so starstruck by him. Like, oh, my kids really want to meet you, but they didn't want to come down. Can you come up? Oh, my God. Lizzie, oh, from the documentary. Yeah. No. No, saw Andrew from the documentary and yeah. and recognized him, and then we went up yeah, there. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. We, we started walking up the stairs, and the national anthem started. That started, we took photos, and I when I looked down, the ball was coming, and in <laughs> front of every seat row, there was a railing. That ball hit her head and flew back. I thought it hit metal. I, hit, I thought it, it hit solid. the railing and then shot. bounced <laughs> off. That's I didn't think it was like a, ha a hand or a head. I thought it was like the, the metal, metal railing, railing yeah. and then it went off. Dude, the steepness. You remember how steep Shea was? Yeah. It was steeper than Shea. Really? The upper, yeah, each row. And Shea didn't have they didn't have uh, railings between each each row of seats. There was yeah. a railing between every row of seats. It was really fucking steep. So like only a railing at the bottom at Shea, right? Like right. I think so. Yeah. I mean, if that. But it was like every... Every row had it had a railing, really. and this lady's just sitting there, like hits her head, and I could not believe it. She just keeps eating. I, it was the wildest thing I've ever Did seen. No, she got struck yeah. by a yeah. dude. It hit her right in the face. Like was, she was wearing a, a bucket hat, and you could see it afterwards. Her her bucket hat was indented. <laughs> where where I she stopped got anything to laugh about. I mean, she wasn't that lady. she wasn't hurt, but like the staff came over and like, are you all right, lady? Like gave her eyes. They gave her eyes. They were like checking on her the entire game. Where'd the ball go? I don't know. Someone got it. <laughs> Back to his dribble. Yeah, someone can <laughs> catch. Someone I'm telling you that. I, I honestly, Darren's like, did you see that ball? And I was like, yeah. Like, I didn't think it was a big deal. He's like, right it hit face. her head. I was like, <laughs> <In the laughs> face. it was bad. It was really bad. But anyway, the game was nice. The game was a win. It was a victory. The pregame was awesome. Shout out to Dublin Calling for hosting us. Uh, you know, whenever we go on the road, we obviously try to have as much fun as we possibly can have. So you got to you gotta join us. I'll say, I actually, I saved a couple extra tickets to Boston. If you can make it, if you're not fighting or training yeah, or I mean, doing that, something. That sounds like a date I can make. September 15th. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. So try I'd to make to it go. out. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we have as much fun as we possibly can have. And, you know, people are like, oh, you travel for this team? Like, like, how could you travel for a team playing so poor? And I'm like, well, if you come to the – you saw that parade. If you come to the pregame, it's about – the game is three hours of that weekend. Yeah, you know, the, a lot more than All that. the other stuff that happens between flying there and hanging out or driving or whatever and hanging out, that's the outing. You know, the game is fun too, uh, obviously, and even more fun if they win, but we're not going to let the loss, if they do lose, ruin our trip. It's a lifetime experience going Absolutely. to some of those ballparks. And, just... and that's what we're trying to do, just check, check them off each year. So this Saturday, to get back to the home – to the home uh, ballpark. We're going to be tailgating uh, this Saturday, July 14th, at our normal spot in the MTA lot. If you go to the sevenline.com, there's a banner right on the top that says um, uh, tailgate. You click that. It's got directions. You don't have to be sitting with us to join us. More the merrier. We are, our chef is back. Uh, chef Cass is in the house, and he has a hefty, hefty menu. Look at the, what this guy makes for a tailgate party. It's insane. This oh is a tailgate menu. That's his menu? Yeah, it's not like burgers and dogs. They're Where like, are you? You guys are on the other side of the tracks? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the opposite side of Roosevelt Avenue. Okay. So, like, if you get off the train, you don't cross the street to go to City Field. You just stay on that side of the road. Okay. So, anyway, it's it's a great time. He, his suggested don donation is just 10 bucks. So, if you can, try to make it out. And um, I'm going to go just for that food. Yeah, it, dude. It's, look at this. Cheddarwurst, pierogies, kielbasa, tortellini salad, uh, corn, eggplant parmesan, stuffed meatballs, baby back ribs. The dude like doesn't skimp. And I, I said to him recently, I was like, dude, you're this is a lot of fucking work. Like he prepares for I like said days. That too. If you're losing money on this, like not, he's not doing it to make it's not business. Right. He just wants to break even. He's like, as long as I break even, I'm cool. Like he's enjoy he enjoys doing it. I, that's his donation towards. But I said to him, like, don't you want to have fun with everybody, you know, and like tailgate and whatever and yeah. he's like nope I, this is i love I tell you, he's still I enjoying love doing himself. this but he's cooking behind a hot grill the entire time and everybody else is like well you, you know he's miserable well not miserable he but probably like, he's gets not, so much enjoyment from he does it. he, he does. loves it. it and love it he loves yeah. it people that love cooking they like they, they like seeing people enjoy their food so it's true uh Maggio hit me up yesterday i didn't, I didn't tell you about this so no. Uh, Dave Maggio, he makes all of our banners for our outings, and you know he's been doing it for a few years now. If you saw us in the World Series in '15, he made that like gigantic one. It's it's in the back right now, but he painted this one, a Tebow time one, uh, and brought it down to uh, somewhere in wow. Jersey when when uh, Tebow was playing in Jersey last year, and Tebow signed it for him and whatever. He was like really, you know, um, you know, really nice guy. So yesterday, Maggio hits me up. He's like, "Do you think it's time to bring the Tebow time banner to City Field?" And I'm like, well, you know, if Tebow's playing, it probably means that we're really shit the bed. I mean, we're already kind of shit the bed, but like if it gets to the point where September rosters expand and they bring them up, then you know that obviously the 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 the, the season clearly didn't go where we expected. But, you know, he's he's grinding. He was in the all-star game, you know, for for the minors. I think yesterday in Jersey he had a double, whatever. He's he's doing his work, he's riding the bus with everyone else. So he's like, should we bring it? I'm like, I don't know how it's gonna be received with the fan base. Why don't we ask Twitter? So put up a poll. What do you think? And uh, almost a thousand people vote. Fifty-seven percent said yes. Let it fly. So I guess we are going to bring it on Saturday. Ooh, uh, I like it. So, I mean, we asked the people and they won. So are you against him getting called up? Or no, you, you know, I, I'm a Tebow guy. I think that he's very positive. And you know, like we were talking about to that caller earlier, positivity goes a long way. And and clearly, he's doing. He's not trying to be a sideshow. You know, he's doing his work. And um, I think he said yesterday he's still. Personally, he thinks uh, that he still has a lot of a lot of work to do, and you know, 
the numbers kind of say right now that he is playing above what people expected. So if he comes up, he comes up. I'm not against it, you know. And as far as the business is concerned for the Mets, uh, it is a business. They mm-hmm. do want to get asses in the seats. And yeah. the sh- Yoannis Cespedes shin guard isn't getting asses in the seats. If this guy's on the roster, holy shit, they're going to have – it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. There will be some type of excitement. And I'm with it. So anything that brings more fun to the ballpark at this point, because right now I'd watch him play. There's yeah, not, there's not many other things to be cheering I, about. He he reminds me of Nimmo. I mean, obviously he's a little older. Maybe he's not quite the ball player that Nimmo can can become. But Nimmo, the person, yeah, the person, the person right. and the work yeah. ethic, and like and like you said, that stuff's infectious. And it's not to say the season is necessarily salvageable at this point, but I like to see that hustle and like and caring. So. I'd rather see him than some of these guys that are getting called up. Then I'm like, oh, this guy again. Yeah. Like, come on. Or, gotta, or who? You got to Google it. Like, oh, this guy's pitching. Like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. yeah I didn't know this exactly. guy yesterday. Ben Decker and uh, Ty well, Ben Kett. Decker, we know who that is. But, yeah, like some of the other dudes have been getting some playing time. You know, while Reyes is starting every day at third base and McNeil is, is ready to come up, but he's not. I have no idea why. Yeah. But um, whatever. What's that about? Let's get to the lines. We are going to play everyone's favorite game show presented by our friends at clear i don't know if it's everyone's favorite game show but it's our favorite game show um it's called what's in the box presented by our friends at clear beating the lines at both the airport and the ballpark has never been easier than with clear who has now partnered with nine mlb teams including our mets this season you want going to want to breeze through security especially on big weekends when there's giveaways or other special events at the ballpark and there's no faster way than to do that than to sign up with the new Clear Ballpark Membership Plus. Make air travel travel frictionless and hassle-free by using the promo code 7LINEARMY and receive three free months of the airport membership on the house. Sign up today with the promo code 7LINEARMY at clearme.com. And I can talk from experience. Once you have this, you're going to want it forever. You breeze right through the lines. And uh, honestly, it's, it's, it's incredible. So let's get to the lines. Let's see who's going to play. We got Jim today. What's up, Jim? What's going on, guys? Hey, Jim. Uh, not much. What are, what, what are you up to? Where are you from? I'm from Palm Coast, Florida, hiding in the closet at work. So <laughs> you're like uh, you're like a stanza. Do you have like a, a little shelf underneath your desk with an alarm clock? <laughs> no, I'm on a construction site. Oh, wow. How about that? All right. So uh, we are going to play What's in the Box. I forgot to, to inform Chris about this before, but they're actually next to you. Do we have four boxes today or three? Uh, we have three. We have three. So what are the numbers on there? It should one, be one, two, two and, and three. three. All right, so we got one, two, and three. Usually we have four. So it's one, two, or three, Jim. What do you want? Let's go with uh, two. All right, number two. Can you just open that for me? Sure thing. Tear it over. So, uh, Jim, living down in Florida, you get to go to a lot of games or no? Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to Miami's trip this year. Oh, awesome. Yeah, you we'll be down there next pull month. Pull it out. Yeah, yeah, pull it out. Any, uh, any plans on pregame or after? I do. I'm just wrapping them up now. I will post those very soon. But hey, uh, Jim, you won a Brooklyn Cyclones beanie. Thanks to our friends at the Cyclones for hooking us up. Uh, does Lizzie have your address? Yeah. She will once I get her email. All right. Awesome. So uh, we'll send it out to you, and I'm looking forward to cheering with you next month. Look forward. Look for the uh, details for the pregame coming up soon. All right. Perfect. Thanks, Dan. Right. Thank have a great day. Let's go, Mets. Let's go, Mets. Mets. Thanks, man. Have a good day. All right. Awesome. So, um. Besides that, while we uh, get ready to give away these DeGrom bobbleheads, you still have just about a couple minutes now. Click retweet if you're watching on Periscope, Twitter, share if you're watching on Facebook. There is one more thing I got to show for, and that's our product, because if we don't uh, sell stuff, we don't stay in business. So um, tomorrow at 
10 a.m. We are restocking the Put It In The Books t-shirts. This is the third batch of them. They, they sell out super, super quick. So if you had your eye on them and you, and you didn't get a chance to pick one up yet, set yourself up with a reminder, 10 a.m. tomorrow on the sevenline.com. Proceeds from the, the sale of each shirt, a portion of, of each shirt's sale goes to the Mets Foundation. They do great things in the community. And uh, for the first time ever, the Queens, the Straight Outta Queens flags are going to be stocked. Uh, this has been popular for us for a few years now. We had a, uh, a fitted, we never did a snapback, we had a fitted that looked similar to this and also the hoodies, which we couldn't even keep in stock all, during the winter. And now it's going to be available in the flag version. A couple other things going up tomorrow. So check us out, thesubline.com, 10 a.m. Eastern. And uh, if you know how we do over here, we try to get stuff lightning fast. So if you order tomorrow, if you live close, you might even have it on Saturday. Besides that, I don't know if there's anything else we missed. No, I think we got to everything. Anything else you want to talk about, Mr. Wade? I mean, I could talk talk Mets all day. <laughs> but, no. but besides that, you know, yeah, I'm looking P forward to your fight. PFL, uh, Nassau Coliseum, August 2nd. Um, come check it out. Come uh, no, I'm excited. Dude, do you ever have, like, do you have a, like, a song you want to walk out to? Is it always the same or you switch it up? I switch it up and I'm kind of regretting that I've been switching it up so much. I wish that I just had picked one so that you're almost like synonymous with mm -hmm. that song. So mm -hmm. when it comes on... People know, no, like, oh, yeah. that's who it is. Yeah. Me, in my in my head, which made sense to me, but it really doesn't now when we're talking about that marketing, uh -huh. was like, you know, people get really superstitious about, like, I need this and I need that. And then you take a loss on that song or someone tells you you can't have it because a higher-up person wants it. Then you start bugging out in your head. Yeah. Oh, I, I come out to that song. I, so I have a friend come up with something, then it's, like, yours, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I try – so – I'm, I'm going to try to find one and pick one and for the rest of my career just stick with it at this point because nice. I've been switching it up like way too much. People are, you know, it's like mystery man coming out. Nobody I don't want to twist your arm or anything, but you should come out with like a flag or something on your, on your, <laughs> <laughs> on your walk down. I mean, yeah, I'll throw you some bucks. Yeah. All right. So uh, August 2nd, yeah, you know, I'm going to be there. When the link goes up, I'll definitely share it as far as the, the discount code is concerned. We are going to play. Oh, I always do this. I always forget something that i want to talk about when you're talking oh, about the floor coming out hitting the bags or whatever you call it throw punches what do you what you say hit the hitting mitts hitting yeah. the mitts you ever hear of rough and rowdy yeah of course i don't know if you're a barstool guy i, I retweeted one of their uh <laughs> reposted one of their their promos because yeah. it had me just i fell Did out of you my see chair the thing that i said when that came out I, I'm boys with KFC. I hit him up instantly. And I'm like, oh, yeah. dude, I want to fight. I talked to him so a little bit. What I want to do is, I've been talking about this. You look up, look up Mets fans versus Yankee fans. Like, search it right now on Twitter. There's definitely a tweet from like 2012. I've been talking about doing like a charity boxing match, but fuck it. Let's, let's just, you know, throw fists for real. Where a portion of the proceeds, and she thinks I'm nuts, a portion of the proceeds goes to some local charity, yeah. and Mets fans fight Yankee fans. I'll bring my five best Mets fans, you bring your five best Yankee fans, and we'll do it in a controlled environment. We're not like bringing knives to fucking I think yeah. that's the worst idea I've ever heard. I'm, I want to do it. It's a great idea. So when Rough and Rowdy came out, I hit up KFC instantly. I'm like, dude, I want in. I want to fight Bald Vinny from the Yankees. Yeah. And he's like, why? Do you have beef with him? I'm like, no, it's just fun. Like, I'll fucking fight anyone. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I'm not a fighter. Like I told you before, like I've been in a couple minor, minor scraps. I'm not looking to go to a bar and start fights, but I'm also not a pussy. So if there's a, a thing where it's like, this is something that I think would be fun to do, 
me get in the ring with Bald Vader, any Yankee fan, get in the ring. I called him out because, like, he's the leader of the Bleacher Creatures. I'm the Seven Army guy. I think that would be dope. Fuck yeah. So, anyway, is there a way that I can, like, headline? Is there, like, a pro Yankee fan? No, dude, fan? you fucking run through the whole No, but I'm saying, is there, like, a high-level Yankee fan? That we'll work on it. So, right now, that's the card so far. Okay, who's out there, Yankee <laughs> So, fans? Bald Vinny, I called him. I texted him, like, yo, you want to fight? Like, he's like, what is this about? <laughs> like, he had no idea what I was talking about. I'm like, oh, it's this thing, Rough and Rowdy. If it eventually comes to New York, I think it's a sanctioned thing. They can't just bring Rough and Rowdy anywhere. Yeah, they're in the middle of the country right now somewhere. Now they're going to Ohio. Ohio. Uh, yeah. Which, Youngstown, Ohio is pretty rough. I've been there. And I, I know some badasses. Shout Why are they picking these places? Just easy <laughs> well, to get. Well, dude, they, you know, easy to get. Easy they want the fucking crazy rednecks to yeah. go out there and fight each other for like a dollar you know so yeah. it's like whatever rough and rowdy it's a, it's a fun event but if this does happen i'm gonna need to start practicing oh yeah so you're gonna start coming down to the gym absolutely yeah anyway we'll you know you know you that game you know that game at the arcade that comes down and you punch it yeah i'm really good at that so are you i'm <laughs> shit at that game i got the height you know i got some leverage on that <laughs> i think the last like, time i always win no one's ever beat me on that I saw there's someone broke their hand on that. You probably hit hard. They missed. You got good leverage. Yeah, got some got some reach. Long arms. All right, so let's do the share contest while I get too excited. Kelly's probably watching this right now, like shaking her head. And you could do a girl fight. She I'm not fucking fighting. She doesn't want to do it. Fucking crazy. No, I'm, down, I'm good. Listen, it, it, I I already I'll... told the guys. I actually called and spoke to El Prez on the phone. I'm like, I want to fight. Yeah, on on uh on the Barstool Radio. I called. I'm down. I'm down give, to fight. Give me one more minute for the share contest because my computer just died. Oh, that's awesome. So I could do it from my my phone if you want. Um. Anyway, rough and rowdy. I'm not to just promote a different fight league, but. These guys have no stamina. It's like a minute in, they're dead. I don't know how you guys do it. Oh, yeah. I was calling them innings before. You guys got three innings. You yeah, know, three, three innings. Three five-minute innings. Uh, three or five. How many rounds you go? Well, you do three in a regular fight, and if it's a title fight, you do five. So it's, your fight could literally be 25 minutes, which Well, is dude, insane. these guys go, like, if you watch them, they go, like, two rounds, and they're dead. Oh, yeah, they're dead. just, well, they're not training, A. Yeah. B, they don't know. You get, so when you get into that fight, you your adrenaline just kicks, you know, it's like a horse race and well, the legs are the first thing that goes, right? Yeah. It depends like how long can your adrenaline sustain you? So they're, they're probably gassing at like 40 seconds yeah, a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause think about a street fight. I think there's, there's numbers out there, but your average street fights only like 20 seconds, right, 30 right, right. seconds before someone breaks it up. There's no breaking up it's a, like a fight until yeah. somebody quits, Yeah, you know? So, they don't realize what they're in for. They think it's going to be this quick. You throw a few, I throw a few. We talk some shit to each other, and it's over. Then you start realizing, shit, we're still standing here with each other after a few haymakers, and then you start gassing. Well, speaking of the street fight stuff, I mean, Kimbo, you know, rest in peace. But if you watch, the, there's a fight on YouTube where him and some other big-ass guy fought, like, in a gym. You seen it? Shit, yeah. So, and it's like... Oh, you're talking about when he fought the big white guy? Yeah, it's the like LAPD five. cop. It was how he lost was? that one. People were like yeah. pushing them. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that wasn't one. 20 seconds. That was like five. That was they a were long both, like, fight. Dead. They were dead. dead. Yeah. yeah, dead. Like five minutes or so. What's going on in there? You good? All right, awesome. So anyway, let's let's get to this uh, share contest. Uh, retweet first for the uh, Degrom bobblehead. Just tell me when to stop, quick. Stop. All right, Michael V. Ronan. It's at Mikey and the Mets wins the retweet contest this week. I'll send him a note right now. And let me get over to Facebook quick. So, guys, if you if you want to chill with us this weekend, we're going to be at the ballpark on Saturday. Tailgate lot should open 12, 1 o'clock, something around there. MTA lot. Uh, it's called the Southfield lot as well. If you've never been there with us before, just go to the sevenline.com. 
click on the little icon that tells you about the um, about the tailgate, and you will come and have a good time. All right, so let me scroll through here now. Oh, well, can you tell me to stop? Stop. Uh, Joseph Libero. Joseph Libero. He is the winner of the share contest. All right, guys. So besides that, see you guys next Thursday. Next Monday (laughs) is the All-Star Game. No, next Monday is the Home Run Derby. Next Tuesday is the All-Star Game. Next Wednesday is the Boston Scavenger Hunt. Boston Tickets Scavenger Hunt in Manhattan. Look for details on that really, really soon. We are also working on something for Saturday that I can't talk about yet. If it comes through, I promise I'm going to promote the fuck out of it the next couple of days. It's going to be really, really awesome. I didn't even tell Lizzie yet. Oh, uh, I hate that. So right. if that does happen, the tailgate party is going to be wild. So if it goes through, I'll tell you guys all about it tomorrow. Besides that, enjoy the rest of your night. We got Mats and Scherzer on the hill tonight at City Field. Four games against the Nationals. Nationals are playing five in Japan. The Mets are playing like poo-poo. So if we somehow take four straight here, it could kind of get a little bit closer towards at least us being close to the Nationals. It doesn't have anything to do with getting back to the top. I just want to bury them. Right, so do I. Just drag them down with us as we fall, you know, <laughs> into the volcano. If he dies, he dies. Yeah. All right, guys. So thanks for hanging out. Thank, thank you for coming. Thank you so much. Drew's going to love all your Rocky uh talk today though. I like rock i used to think i was a fighter i'm like i'm gonna be a boxer uh after watching rocky you know the, the, the <laughs> oh, dreams i'd hit my brother and stuff right there <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't even picture it uh having four brothers or three of you know you're one of four all right guys so thanks for everything orange and blue thing another one of the wraps thanks for all your support of the several line we're, we're nowhere without you guys see you on saturday and also next wednesday if you want to come to boston here's your chance free tickets manhattan not given the not disclosing the time or location yet, but Manhattan next Wednesday. Make plans, take off of work, call in sick, whatever you gotta do. Uh, and we'll see you guys out there. Let's, Let's go, go to the beach. Let's go, Matt.